Hello, everyone. Welcome to Here Come the Moms, only on Wedding Podcast Network. I'm Holly Ehrlich, your host, and boy, do I have a great expert guest today to answer the most important wedding-related questions for moms, because she is the author of the Everything Mother of the Bride book, A Survival Guide for Mom. But our, our expert today is also the owner of Elegance and Simplicity, a wedding consulting and floral design firm since 1998. Based and born in Washington, D.C., she is one of the world's leading eco-friendly wedding experts and is the editor-in-chief of Echo Beautiful Weddings online magazine and blog. She has three books this year, and Everything Mother of the Bride book, second edition, is what we're going to mainly focus on today. And without further ado, I would like to welcome Katie Martin. Hi, Holly. Hi, Katie. Welcome to Here Come the Moms. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you. Reading your uh, dedication of the book for Claudia, my mother of the bride, and the silver liners who all know how to party, why don't you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to write the book? Well, one of the things that happens a lot as an event planner and floral designer is that most of the time brides and grooms bring in their mothers. I mean, they're typically the ones that are paying for it or have the most stake in the day because moms are incredibly important. And I just felt like a lot of moms didn't have a lot of tools coming into meetings with me. I I don't, you know, part of it is that there's maybe, there was maybe one of the, this is actually a second edition of the first one. And with technology and times changing, things were so different from the first edition that people were at, have been asking me sometimes the wrong questions and sometimes the right questions, but always feeling like they were in the dark. And I feel like moms are just, you know, deserve so much more than that and need to have all of the information in front of them before they go and meet with vendors. So when I started writing my first book, Eco Beautiful Weddings, the actual book, my book agent um, knew people over at Adams Media, and she presented this opportunity to me to write the Everything Mother of the Bride book and the Everything book. And I was so excited because my mom and I have been planning parties for a year. I mean, she doesn't she doesn't do elegance and simplicity with me, but obviously she um, is the one who kind of taught me some of the basics from growing up because she loves to party. So. In, in, in a very good way. I mean, she does a lot of philanthropic things and um, has always taught me etiquette and how to treat others. So she is obviously my inspiration for a lot of things. Well, I must say, I, I also value the mother-daughter relationship. And I think that that partnership is unlike any other. And that's why we have this Here Come the Mom show, because it is such a powerful relationship. But it's also very full of emotion. And I'm just curious, you know, you just celebrated your second wedding anniversary, and and from reading your blog, uh, you actually had two weddings, one in the Dominican Republic and one in the D.C. area? Yes. So so tell us a little about how you and your mom, you know, worked together for your wedding. Well, it's it's obvious to, uh, maybe not obvious from the blog post, but it, it was my second wedding. I have a son from my first marriage, and... The first marriage was obviously difficult, and the wedding planning was a little weird, and so my mom and I were just at a different place in our lives, but with this wedding, going through so much of like kind of the trials and tribulations and without going into too much information about how 
you know, horrible my first marriage was that when we finally got to the point where I, you know, I knew my, my current husband for several years, um, she was just so excited for me and so happy because I was finally in a place where I was happy again. And so she and I just had such a great time planning this wedding, both weddings, actually this, the one, the wedding in the um, Dominican Republic was more of what we think as our real wedding because it had most of his family and obviously all of my family there. And then the wedding here in Washington, DC was kind of like a, a place for more of my friends to see and a lot of her friends to see how, you know, what our marriage was about. And so the second wedding here in Washington, D.C. was um, really for for my mom. And so I really wanted to make sure that she had everything she wanted there. And we also invited her, um, lots of her friends. But the three main people that came were people, like her very best friends who basically they've known me since I was born. And so I wanted to make sure that they had a fantastic time. And our planning process was just so much fun because it was more like a vacation, obviously in the Dominican Republic. And we did, you know, tours for them and made sure that they felt like they were at a party in a weekend that they felt the most comfortable with. And, um, she was ecstatic because I basically asked her, about every single detail of the wedding, if she liked it, if there was something else that she wanted, especially when it came to the food and the beverage. And um, she trusted me with the flowers, obviously, since I'm a florist and she loves everything that I do, which is so fun. Um, so, I mean, because I'm an event planner, she she's really diplomatic and was like, you know, this is what I like, but you're the, you're the expert, Katie, so I don't want to step on your toes. So, I mean, that's really how she is. She's such a, um, she's so diplomatic in everything. And that's, you know, I just adore her. And I, I wish and hope that for every couple, and obviously that isn't the case for every single mother and bride, but I think this book can help people inch toward that direction if they, if they read it together. I think brides and moms should read it. I think you're absolutely right. It's a wonderful guide for both to read, to really um, examine uh the roles that each have to play. But, you know, and it's so wonderful that I can, I can sense how very close you are with your mother and how much you respect um, her input and, and her, the way she does things. But, you know, times have definitely changed. The uh, mother of the bride's duty was in the past definitely to take care of everything, every single detail of the wedding. Uh, some brides today want to plan their own wedding and some want their mother's guidance. So tell us a little bit how the mother's role has transformed. Just like you said, this is the second edition. Even technology has has changed that. Right. I think, you know, it has changed dramatically, even in the past 10, 5 to 10 years, um, specifically because of technology. Uh, mothers that, um, you know, couldn't imagine planning a wedding from, you know, let's say here I am in D.C. We have several clients where their parents are in different states and their moms are still very much connected because obviously of email and Skype and um, blogs and, you know, websites where they can all kind of get online together and chat. I mean, there's any number of wedding websites like with the knot and getting a budget calculator up there, then on brides.com. I mean, you name it, there's all sorts of tools and um places where moms can be connected, never mind the cell phone and iPhones, smartphones, whatever it ha whatever have you, because 
that is just changing even as we speak. Even, you know, I just got an iPad and my mom and I have been thinking about buying her one, you know. So it's it's one of those things where a mother can be anywhere in the world now and be so connected that she can still plan her daughter's wedding even without being present in the city and state. You know, 10 years ago, not so much. I mean, the advent of blogs have been huge for brides and moms and grooms. Uh, because of the amount of ideas that are being generated. And, you know, it's not that the, these ideas weren't generated before blogs. It just wasn't a vehicle for people to, you know, get the information to people. So, Well, I typically, think- for sure, it was print media. I mean, there's yeah, no question. Absolutely. It was no question that everybody, mothers, daughters, you know, that was the coffee table, you know, uh, magazine of choice. So, you know, once you became engaged. Well, how involved do you think the mother should be? Well, I think, you know, I think you can kind of see a trace of that in the book where I say, you know, be as involved as your bride wants you to be. I think, you know, a lot of times, you know, moms want to totally take over and because of the traditional role that they've always heard of, or that was what happened when they got married 20, 30, 40, 50, however many years ago. And I think it really creates a strain on today's modern, quote-unquote, modern bride because they see so many blogs, they see so many DIY projects, and they're excited. Now, and that's not to say that there's not brides out there that can't stand weddings that could care less and just want their moms to take care of it. Um, my experience, obviously, as a wedding planner where we do between 120 and 150 weddings a year doing wedding planning and floral design is that 99% of the time the bride is incredibly involved. So um, like, I might have one or two weddings a year, literally, where all I am doing is speaking with the mother of the bride or the mother of the groom, depending on the situation. So I think a lot of times it's, it's a partnership between the bride and the mother of the bride figuring out what roles um, they're going what the mom's going to take as far as the role is concerned in planning because especially when the mom is not present in the same state to go to the tastings or um, to pick up photographers and get gauge their personality in person so a lot of it depends obviously on where moms are and where their relationship is I mean not everyone has a fantastic relationship with their mother so it, it really depends on a lot of different factors obviously and and what about the expectations of the bride to be of the daughter you know what, what what's realistic well i mean again that depends on the relationship i think that's what it comes down to everybody knows where they are with her mom at any one given time like you know even with my mom you know we have our fights we have our spats and i adore her and i always apologize to her because she's usually you know i would say and she would love to hear that she's 99.9% right you know all the time <laughs> Well, she's so, gonna. We're gonna make sure she listens to it. Okay. We'll, we'll oh, say. We'll, she's, you know. She's so upset she could <laughs> be here today because she wanted to be part of the interview. But thank God she just you know got a new job and you know has to work. So it's one of those things. But I think you know, communication is all it, it, what it comes down to as far as what the bride expects. And you know, a lot of times we have to start with our expectations a little lower, just because we don't want to overwhelm our moms either, because there's money involved, there's emotion involved, family, getting to know his family, just the the list is really endless, hence the need for the book. Uh, Well, you know, you just mentioned money, and that's definitely a big issue when planning a wedding. What, you know, that's also changed an awful lot in in the last, you know, 5, 10, 15 years. Uh, with regard to traditional quote unquote expenses for both families, you know, let, let's tackle that a little bit. Some of the typical expenses for 
the bride's side of the family, and most people would say it's almost all. Um, you know, it, you know, typical and very traditional etiquette calls that the bride's family pays for the majority of the wedding, whereas the parents of the groom pay for things like the officiant's fees, the rehearsal dinner, um, some of the flowers, like the bride's bouquet, um, mother's corsages, and the groom's lapel, and things like that, very small parts of the floral designs. And then at times they pay for the transportation for their groomsmen and a few other things, but that is... Been very, it's a very small amount of money compared to what the bride's family um, is supposedly traditionally um, accountable for. And I think, you know, again, with with the way things have changed with weddings and brides being so uber involved and a lot of brides getting married later in life, um, that's why, that's really the reason why a majority of weddings are not always paid for by the family of the bride because the you know a lot of women are getting more more than often they're getting married between the ages of 25 and 35 whereas before even 20 30 years ago brides were getting married you know as early as 18 to you know 18 to 22 year old and so obviously they're still in high school or just out of high school and in college or just graduated from college and couldn't possibly even think about you know spending between 20 and 30,000. I mean, in the DC area, the median um, cost of a wedding is between 37 and 42,000, whereas it's obviously much lower in the, around the country. But it's, you know, it's one of those things where it, it, I, I think, again, it just depends on where you are in your relationship. And a lot of brides, if they don't want their parents involved, they end up wanting to pay for it themselves. You know, so that's another issue <laughs> that we can tackle in another question. But um, I don't know, you know, everybody's situation is different now. And I want to make sure that when people are reading the book and listening to to this interview is that there's no right or wrong answer to this. I don't think, you know, you have to really deal with money matters very delicately because you don't want to, you know, offend anybody. And that goes on both sides. You don't want to offend by saying, hey, I want to pay for this all by myself or offend like, hey, you need to pay for all of this. So, um, again, it all goes back to, you know, your relationship with the people in your life. And um, that that's what makes it tricky. And that's why there's no right answer. I think you're giving great advice. So let, let's not discount that there is a mother of the groom. We have a mother of the bride and we also have a mother of the groom. So how... Should the mother of bride be with the mother of the groom? Well, of course. I mean, the hope is is that they're going to be gracious and let them be part of the planning process. I mean, I I'm a big advocate for mother of the, of the groom only because I have a son and I feel so bad for his future wife. <laughs> How I know that I better be involved in that wedding. <laughs> oh, come on! That's a given. Well, so, we hope anyway, right? <laughs> you never know, like, you know, who who your son or your daughter is going to marry, obviously. And that's part, you know, it's talked about a little bit in the book. You don't know, you right. know. And so uh, my whole thing is just because I am going to be the mother of the groom one day um, is that the mother of the bride should always try to keep the mother of the groom um, informed and part of the process as much as humanly possible. You know, I... You know, obviously, they can't be involved with everything if the mother and the bride are, you know, totally involved and the mother of the groom's in another state. But, you know, we have all sorts of situations all over the place. I mean, currently, right now, I have a client that 
her mother is deceased and the mother of the groom has totally stepped in and taken the taken the role of the mother of the bride. She's gone through all of the tastings and photography meetings, all that kind of stuff. So again, it, it's all about where you are in the planning process as a bride and as a mother of the bride that you know, every mother of the groom is going to have a different take on the situation depending on their relationship with the bride as well. Yeah, you so have to, you have to definitely keep an open mind. Yeah, there's no question. You know, there's I loved the book. And I have to say on um, the your responsibilities chapter is very strong. And there's a lot of very insightful information here and very practical too. Um, but I have to say, I, I, I like this how to avoid the pushy M.O.B., Mother of the Bride, label. So, <laughs> um, no, and it also said, and I have to say, um, you know, to find out if this is you, ask yourself the following questions. So these are the questions. Have you been picking out reception halls, planning menus, and choosing dresses without even consulting the bride on her preferences? Is the groom completely in the dark about his own wedding, even though he keeps asking questions and continuously offers his help? Have you seen your husband lately, or is he avoiding you until after the wedding? And do you feel like you're the only person who seems to be losing sleep, wondering if this wedding will turn out perfectly? So talk, talk a little bit about this syndrome. Well, I only, I only wrote this part of the chapter because I have lots of brides who feel like they're just going to die because their mom's so involved. Oh, we and hear they, about it a lot, so yeah. I, I definitely had to touch on this one. Yeah, I, <laughs> You know, I think the problem is that you have moms that have been waiting a really long time for their daughters to get married, and they are so excited about it, and they've been to, you know, it could be no other wedding from another friend's daughter, or it could be hundreds. I mean, my mom has been to so many weddings of so many other friends, daughters, and sons that she had tons of ideas and tons of things that she would have liked to have seen, and I made sure that she had the things that reflected her in the wedding um for you know for my wedding but i think you know being too pushy can really strain a relationship you know after the wedding as well i mean a lot of people start you know arguments with families because of weddings um they're just so tightly wounded around emotions that people um become manipulative with weddings and it really tends to push away the relationship, the mother-daughter relationship. And a lot of people, I know a lot of people who said, you know, ever since our wedding, blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and it's a, it's the saddest thing. You know, I tell people all the time that weddings bring out the best and the worst in people. And unfortunately, it brings out the worst more than the best sometimes. Yeah, I totally, you know? I totally agree. And I do think you, you said a very important um, comment with regard to the fact that it's there's going to be a marriage and hopefully a long-lasting, happy one, and everyone needs to get along. So it all starts with this planning a wedding. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want to start off their relationship where, okay, you have to – everyone has to look – like let's say, for example, you're not married and you're a bride listening to this. But if you're a mother, hopefully, that you're listening to this because you found it on the Wedding Podcast Network or online somewhere, that you look at your marriage and your husband – is, you know, hopefully really protective of you, you know, so if you start off your, if your daughter's marriage starts off with you being incredibly awful and being overpowering, overbearing, what do you think that groom is going to think? 
He's going to think for the rest of their lives together that you're going to be this pushy, ridiculous person that they're not going to want to be around. Well, you know, then we have some other women that come into play. Okay, because here we have the mother of the bride and the mother of the groom. So we're talking about mother-in-laws. But then you also have grandmothers, right, that, that, have, that want their two cents. Should God bless they still be around and be able to walk down that aisle? And then you have, with, you know, with the divorce rate, we have a lot of stepmoms. So I don't know. Just give us a few do's and don'ts for all the women in the world of the bride. Well, I think, you know, first and foremost, from what I see from grandparents, they're usually just so excited just to be even there. And I, I rarely have any issues with, with grandmothers. I mean, especially I love being a florist because that's one of my favorite parts of being at a wedding is, is pinning on the the corsages because they just can't believe that the, that the bride even thought about making a corsage for them. Sometimes I think it's so funny. But most of the time, grandparents are just thrilled to be there, whether it's a grandfather or a grandmother. Um, and sometimes they have things that they, their requests are usually very sentimental, like, please wear my bracelet. You know, my mother wore it, so it's gone through, you know, four or five generations. And it may not be what you really wanted to wear on your wedding day. So that's where conflict comes into pit place, where you're, you know, this ultra-modern bride and you're going to wear, you know, this you know, whatever it may be that has nothing to do with the style of it, the bracelet or the ring or whatever she wants you to borrow. So, you know, I try to tell brides, like, look, your grandmother is just going to be so excited with you walking down the aisle. Just wear the bracelet for the ceremony. Take it off of the reception, you know, one of the two. So I think it's, you know, one of those things where you have to keep things in perspective and that, you know, how much longer are you going to have your grandmother for one thing and just being respectful. Um, and when it comes to, you know, step-parents, that's a whole different ball game. I think one of the things I talk about a little bit in the book is the whole idea about the stepmother, and she's the one who's married to the dad who's got the purse strings. You know, there's lots of times where the mom doesn't have the money, but the dad does, and he's remarried to a woman that also is part of his, his pocketbook. And so that is where it becomes very difficult for a mother of the bride who has been so excited about planning this wedding with her daughter, but doesn't hold all the money. And of course she knows when they first got married that they started putting the money away for their daughter. So there's that money, that pot of money she's been sitting there. But then you have the stepmother who's like, well, I don't know. I mean, should we really be spending, you know, $8,000 on this Vera Wang gown when your daughter's fallen in love with it? And that's what she wants, you know? And so a lot of this has to do with the bride at this point. Because if you come in as a mother and start saying, well, I don't know what you have to do with it. You're just a stepmother. That's, that is opening a whole big can of worms that you just want to keep sealed. Because if you start that with the wedding again, you're going to have this very upsetting relationship, even if you already have one beforehand. Now, it's really 50-50. A lot of people are, are okay with their, you know, the new the new wives or the new husbands but a lot of the times it's it's a very uncomfortable situation so i always try to tell people and in the book i say you know put it in the daughter's hands because she's the one who's going to have to hear from both sides all the time i mean i i don't think moms really think about that that they're struggling like they want they love their mom that's their mom and they want to love the step parents and be as gracious as possible but it is their wedding at the same time so it's always about 
communicating from the bride's perspective, especially when it comes to a step parent. I mean, they have to talk to the dad and say, look, dad, you know, I love, you know, Sue, his wife, but, um, she's that she's not my mom, dad. You know, I want her to be involved, but you also have to know that mom's mom. And I know that you have, you know, issues with mom, but this is my wedding day and it's not yours. It's not, you know, Susie's, whatever it may be. And just be very diplomatic. I mean, that is something that's hard to do. It's hard to come out and talk very frankly. And then also just talking with the stepmother and being like, Hey, you know, I really understand the whole money thing is, you know, really difficult, but I hope that you can see that my mom is my mom and I want you to be as involved as possible. But, you know, just, I don't know. Everyone has, the the problem is that everybody's relationship is so different. So that's why I end up being a counselor sometimes as a wedding planner and saying like, you know, look, do you want me to come with you to these meetings, you know, come to the dress fittings, all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, a lot of times, um, it's just because they don't have the vision. You may come and say, hey, I want this $8,000 Vera Wang dress, but they haven't seen it. You know, and so they might, they might have to come to the dress fitting, you know, in order to field $8,000 dress. Um, so, again, every situation is different, and I try to make that very clear in the book that, you know, you know your relationships best and take all that into consideration. Well, I have to say, really, something that caught my eye from the get-go of reading your book, and obviously it's right even before the, the uh, table of contents, but I must share it with the audience, is uh, the top ten things the mother of the bride should be ready to say. And you actually just said that in your last uh, in, in your last answer with, number one, for sure, it's not my wedding, it's yours, honey. <laughs> Two, of course you can have cupcakes instead of a wedding cake. Three, no problem, the check is on the way. Four, need my credit card number? Five, how cute that you picked blue shoes for your something blue. Six, your bridesmaids can spend the night. Seven, your dad loves the outfit you picked out for him. Eight, whatever color you like, sweetheart. Nine, sure, I can pick up the stamps. And ten, send me the website link. And I'll tell you, I think you really encapsulated a lot of, of, of good common sense smarts in those top ten things. And... Uh, I have to say that I think that that any mother of the bride and any engaged woman is going to get a lot of, of value from reading the pages of, of this book because even in the responsibility section, um, w- another one of my favorite sections was the above and beyond. So, you know, I mean, I'm, we're not going to go into everything because I want everybody to actually get a copy of the book and we'll have a link to Amazon to be able to get this fabulous book. One of the part of the book that I'd like to just touch on is realizing the mom is going to be so involved and, and so excited about the wedding and, and all the plans. But, you know, you were telling me that one of the most common questions is what should the mom do after the wedding is over? Like, what should they do with themselves? <laughs> yeah, I think I have a couple of moms that still keep in communication with me just saying, hey, I read your blog post. I loved it the other day. Or, oh, I picked up your book. I'm giving it to all my friends because – they, a lot of mother of the brides, they don't, some of them work, don't work. And so they get so involved in the wedding planning process that they sometimes forget that the wedding is over with and they need to move on and do other things, you know. Um, it even happens with brides sometimes. Um, they don't know what to do once the wedding's over with and they just need to start living their life. But I think one thing is they need to just learn how to settle into the mode of just being the mom. Um and just being there for them, but not be meddling, 
you know, we talk about that towards the later part of the book where, um, you know, how to be the best mother-in-law ever. You know, you don't want to, you know, be too smothering, but you don't want to be so far away that they don't get your advice because, you know, as a newlywed, you know, you're still, even if you live together beforehand, brides need their moms and grooms need their moms. So um, I still need my mom, even in my second marriage. You know, I we have a fantastic marriage, but there's, you know, questions that I still have and that she has great, you know, responses to or, uh, you know, guiding, you know, for me as a mother. Um, but, you know, you want to be really careful about, you know, how involved you are. You don't want to go in and try to rearrange their furniture and, and tell them that they should be doing this and that they, sh- they should, you know, work on their finances, all that kind of stuff, unless they're asked. And I think one of the things is moms want to be so involved and they want babies right away. And I always try to tell people, let let the newlyweds be married for at least two years before they have babies. I just think, you know, getting married is a huge thing. A lot of people, you know, plan their weddings and it's, you know, a year or two years of planning for this eight hours of their life, which is called the wedding day. You know, that's just one day. And so they've planned all this for this one eight-hour time frame, and then the wedding's over, and now they need to really figure out how they're going to live their lives. And so I think, you know, that there's a big, just a big, you know, yin and yang of just being there but not being, um, you know, smothering. So I think, you know, that's... Well, try, I, what I try to talk about in the last chapter. Well, you do. And, and, and some of the other highlights in the book was, you know, how you can ensure smooth sailing with, you know, and that's definitely through an open line of communication, which we definitely um, talks a lot about today. And then, you know, another one of my favorite sections was, you know, the hostess with the mostest with some last minute tips, um, you know, f- for the wedding day. Um, you know what, Katie, let's uh, just give your very best advice, you know, f- for moms and engaged daughters. Oh, my goodness. Um, my best advice is to, to have a meeting at least once a week, whether it's online or on telephone or in person. I think, you know, once a week might sound like a lot, but the average bride spends 40 hours a week on wedding planning. That's a job, literally. Like, most people have 40-hour work weeks. Um, so if you're working 40 hours a week and then you're planning your wedding 40 hours a week, now I'll bet lots of people are planning their weddings during the wedding during their work day, um, you, you could talk to any blogger, and a lot of their their high traffic comes during the day <laughs> while people are at work. But um, you know, either way, they're they're breathing, they're sleeping, and and dreaming, and and thinking about their weddings all day long because there's so many decisions that have to be made. And so, if you're not talking about it at least once a week, even if it's for ten minutes, I think you're going to lose that key component, which is communication in the relationship of wedding planning between a mom and a bride. And, you know, obviously, as everybody knows, that communication is the key with anything. Um, So I think that's my best advice is, you know, if you're having problems and you're not sure about the um, decisions that you're making, you need to talk and talk with your daughter and make sure that you're letting her know that, you know, yes, you know, maybe you are of the camp that an eight thousand dollar Vera Wang bride, you know, a bridal gown is not the wisest choice for your budget. I mean, to speak up because that does happen where brides, you know, they have a thirty, forty thousand dollar budget and they're spending ten percent of their budget on the on the bridal gown, which doesn't make any sense. You well, know, and so- that's and that's that's great because and then there's also even more information in the book about how to. Uh, you know, ways to save money. So I don't want to give it all away because I think you shared incredible. Um, 
you know, information with everybody today. Uh, you've been very busy. I appreciate you taking time out of your crazy schedule because you're, you're in the middle of writing, you know, three books. You have your, you know, elegance and simplicity business, you know, for over 12 years. Uh, you started Echo Beautiful Weddings where we met you in person yes. at your launch yes. party, which was phenomenal. And really, I still talk about that party. I, it's a, it was a fun night. For it sure. was an amazing night. I mean, because all of the green, I mean, the, the wines were so delicious and the whole harvest table. And it was such a wonderful event. And, you know, I, I don't expect any different because not only being an event planner and a florist and an author and a green expert, I mean, goodness. And then we will have links to, you know, all of Katie's websites, her blog, her books. Um, you have a new book coming out, right? The Everything Wedding Book. Yes, that comes out in, uh, probably beginning of December, right in time for big wedding planning and, and engagement season. So. Oh, it's always wedding season and planning <laughs> season. Well, you know, and Katie's nice enough to give away two books to two lucky listeners. So what I'm going to tell our listeners to do is to uh, email us feedback at the WPN, T-H-E-W-P-N dot com. That's feedback at the WPN.com. Put survival guide in the subject line, and you may be a lucky winner of the Everything Mother of the Bride book, A Survival Guide for Mom. Katie, you've been terrific. Thank you so, so much for being on Here Come the Moms. Well, I'm so glad to be here, and you, you let me know when you want to interview me anytime because I love being on your network. It's just been fantastic. I really appreciate it. Well, we really value your expertise. And um, if anyone has any questions, comments, feedback, we'd love to hear from you either on our listener hotline, 800-882-1259, or you can always email us, feedback at the WPN.com. You've been listening to Here Come the Moms, only on Wedding Podcast Network. I'm Holly Ehrlich. Thanks for listening.